this is going to be sort of a short presentation today. Um, but we want to talk about asking for the business. You know, two weeks ago, we talked about, remember what we talked about? Negotiating the deal, Donald Trump style, you know, just beat them into submission. Force your opinions on them. No, we didn't talk about that. Talk about understanding their needs and doing an assessment. And so, um, in asking for the business today, um, I thought I'd use a quick story you know, in helping you understand if you don't have children or if now your children are grown, what does the word no mean to a child? And I'll give you a quick story. So, um, Bunny is eight and the twins are four. And poor little Rennie usually is left out of any decision-making process, as most women do to men in all of America. Um, So Bunny will think about doing something, and then Charlotte will say, well, I want to go ride a pony. Well, honey, um, that's something Bunny's doing. You're not old enough. Well, I feel like I'm old enough. Why can't I ride the pony? Well, it's just not your time. Well, when will it be my time? You can't go ride the pony right now because you have to go do this. I don't want to go do that. I want to ride the pony. I mean, if you've talked to kids, they come back. They don't hear the word no. They don't understand the word no. It No means nothing to them. Why can't I go do this? Well, it's past your bedtime. Why isn't my bedtime later? Why do I have to go to sleep now? I don't want to go to sleep. I want to go do this. And it's constant back and forth. If you could hire children to sell real estate, they would sell thousands of homes because they don't, they don't hear any objections. They don't hear the word no. And until they grow up and realize that there are rules and you have to use manners and no is a real word, um, they don't understand it. So the question I want you to think about today is because y'all hear no a lot of time or you, you hear a different objection. And so when should you be closing? When you're with buyers or sellers, when should you be closing? That's right. A, always. B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Um, so we want to talk to a few things. Um, let me go back. Talking through a few things today, you can't always be closing all the time, meaning the final close. You can't always, you're not trying to close someone over the phone in 15 minutes and sell them, you know, a $5,000 vacuum cleaner or a vacation to Jamaica or whatever it is. Or I don't know if y'all remember those timeshare closing scenarios. I've been to a couple of those on ski trips. And they try to make you buy a $4,000 timeshare in literally 15 minutes. And it's just not possible to do that. So we're going to talk through a couple of strategies to help you understand when is the best time to be closing. But understanding that there's always questions you can be asking along the way to help you understand when to go in for the final close. So, y'all know the difference between closed questions and open questions, right? Closed question is, 
to get a yes or no answer. Are you ready to buy a house today? No. Do you like this car? Yes. What do you like about this car would be an open question. You know, open question leads to a story or a sentence or a response to give you more understanding about what uh, they want. And so the reason for asking closed questions is you want to confirm something. You know, appointments, likes, location. You want to get them to commit. So do you like the country? Do you, do you like this home in the country? Can you meet tomorrow at four? Yes or no? Do you want to live downtown? That's a closed question. Like, well, man, no, it's yes. Do you like living downtown? Yes or no? No, I don't like living downtown. So the reason for open questions, you can't ask closed questions all day long. And as real estate agents, a lot of times we do that and don't realize it. We may say, we start with an open question. How many bedrooms are you interested in? Four or five? How many bedrooms are you interested in? That's an open question. But then we immediately answer or follow up with, is it four or five? That's a closed question. We as agents use closed questions a lot when we should be using more open questions to let the client tell us what they need. And so we use open questions to gain and obtain additional information about them, discover their needs. We talked about that some last week to do the needs analysis. What are you looking for in a great agent? What are you looking for in a home? So to go through these different closings, I'll give you some examples. This is, I thought there was really only two or three closing techniques, and uh, there's actually five. The takeaway close, we'll talk about that. It's not one that I would recommend you use a lot. But let's look at the trial close. So the trial close is to help you understand where they are. You're asking for an opinion. You ask them on purpose. You're purposely seeking information from them. And an example of that is when you're, when you're showing property and you're walking around the house and like, aren't these ceilings just beautiful? That's just a question out of, you know, insecurity or comfort just trying to break the ice, right? There's not really, gosh, I've been, you're right, I've been looking for ceilings like this my whole life. These trays are thick. I love it. So when you ask trial questions, ask them with purpose. You know, do you like the height of these ceilings? Do you like, do you want ceilings that are over 12 feet tall? So, Look at this bay window. Couldn't you just sit in here all day long? This is gorgeous. You know, but think about what you want to ask. Be, you know, ask with purpose, because when you use purpose, it sets a tone for professionalism. And people will treat your questions more seriously, and they'll answer more seriously. So a couple other examples. Um, a trial close. A great trial close when you're working with the seller and you're sitting in their home. You get to the end of your presentation. You need to know if, if they want to work with you. You say, if you're comfortable working with me and you like my marketing plan, is there any reason why we can't get started tonight? 
they may say, well, no, no, uh, no Ruthie, we're, we're ready to go in, get going right now. Great, and you pull out the paperwork and start working. Or they say, you know, we really need to hear more about this or more about that. So using a trial close to understand where you are in the process. What else do you need to uncover for them before you move on to the final close? Or you're showing a property and you ask them as they're in the home or as you're leaving, could you see yourself living in this home? Asking these open-end questions get them to share their needs and interests with you so that you have a better understanding of what they really want. And I love this one. Um, if you're going out with buyers and before, um, before you actually leave the office or go to look at any properties, ask them, if we found the right home today, would you be ready to make an offer on it? Whoa. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, Jenny, we, we would. We would. Or, no, we... I mean to tell you, we haven't talked to a lender yet. Oh my God, you haven't talked to a lender? And you go show them property that may not be available tomorrow? So thinking about asking questions on purpose is going to get you the answers you need to determine where they are in the process, not where you think they are. And the assumptive close technique is sometimes a little bold. Um, most commonly, people use it during the listing presentation. You're assuming that the party is ready to proceed with you and they've agreed to move forward. So you begin the paperwork, you don't stop or hesitate, and you proceed with confidence. Great, looks like we're ready to proceed. I'm going to go ahead and get the paperwork started. And you start doing the paperwork and you don't look up and say, is it okay if I do this now? No. If, if you're making the assumption they're ready to proceed then proceed with confidence. Be the professional. Keep doing your job. Don't second-guess yourself. If you've asked those questions, they'll let you know and say, Julie, um, we're not ready to proceed right now. Um, We'd like to talk about a few more things. They may have a couple more objections. And the alternative close. Uh, I try not to use these on my family members, but it is so dadgum hard because I'm in real estate. But you use this for working on setting appointments and buyers. I have an appointment tomorrow. I have an opening tomorrow at 2. Or would Friday at 3 be better for you? The reason you use an alternative close is to avoid getting a no. The other way you'd say that is, well, I have an opening at at 2 tomorrow or 3 on Friday. Would you like to meet with me? (laughs) No, I, I really wouldn't. Assuming that they want to meet with you. I've got an opening at 2 tomorrow. Or would 3 on Friday be better for you? You know, Asking with purpose and confidence to get them to make a decision. So you eliminate a no. Working with buyers, another idea is... You know, you're at the end of the, you're into your tour. So out of the two homes I showed you today, which one did you like the best? Asking them direct questions to prevent a no. Help them give you the answers so you know how you can proceed with them. 
the takeaway clothes. This is a little bold. People really want to use this a lot. So it's something you have to practice. And, and it tends to be, you know, it may, I'd have to rely on, on uh, y'all's feedback. If you're competing for listings or competing with buyers, um, this may be a little more common. But you have to position yourself as a professional by eliminating the opportunity to work with you. When you're with someone and you get the sense that they're not going to commit to you or they're not going to listen to your advice or follow the, the plan that you're laying out for them to go meet with a lender, to go do these things, you got to learn how to thank them for the opportunity, pack up head for the door, and be willing to walk away. And an easy way to say that is maybe you're meeting with a seller in their home Mr. and Ms. Smith, why just take a break? I, I really have, I'm really getting the feeling that you're not interested in working with me. Is, is that fair? Well, Re- Reynolds, Ruthie Curtis came by yesterday, and we really, we really like her. Great. Well, um, I appreciate the opportunity, and I, I wish you the best. You know, you've got to be the professional. So you've got to have a way to maintain control in that situation, because you might be able to turn that around. Sometimes, using this technique, you can turn it around and get them to say, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You, you didn't even tell us about your marketing plan. And is it better than Ruthie's? What did you, you didn't even talk about price. Well, you need to let them know that you're in control. And this technique will help you understand how to remove yourself. Because if they have no interest in working with you, wouldn't you like to know that before you spend an extra hour and a half with them trying to convince them why they want to work with you if they've already made a decision? So um, learning how to do that professionally and politely is really, really difficult without just... (sighs) Do you know what I canceled to get to this appointment today? And that's what you say to yourself because you, you probably canceled a bunch of stuff and you made some sacrifices. But people will respect your professionalism if you act professionally. The final close. This is great. This is when you're Alec Baldwin and you're closing the deal. You're hammering it home because you're asking for commitment and you're asking on purpose. You've got to have intent. And you're asking closed questions. You're looking for a yes or no. You're with a buyer and you're in the property and you ask them. Maybe you want to ask them every time they leave a house, you show them, would you like to make an offer on this property? Mm, No. Yes. Great. Let's go back to the office and write up the paperwork. You know, understand, using these techniques will help you understand when there's an opportunity for a final close, you know, you're working with the seller and you may have gone through your presentation and you may get to the point and say, may I have the opportunity to, to have your business and work for you and get started? We'd, we'd love to get started with you right now. Or creating your own phrase. Let's get started. May I have your business? Whatever your final close is, 
it's got to be with purpose and intent, and it's got to get commitment from the client. It's, it's a yes or no question. And you can't ask that when you first meet them. Thank you for coming by today. I'm looking forward to meeting with you. Can I have your business? Oh, yes. Hang on. I want to sell five houses, and uh, let, just tell me whatever you want to do. You've got to go through that process to know when to ask for that, because most agents... Let me back up. You've got to learn how people make decisions so you understand when to use the different technique on... And I don't always like the word close because that makes it sound like you're, you're closing the door, you're either working with them or you've, you've locked them up in a room and now you've got them and you've closed them in here. You're just narrowing down the decision points. You're helping them get lower into the funnel to where they make a decision they commit to doing something. And the goal here is for people to make decisions or commitment, they must be given the opportunity to ask questions. That's why you have open questions. They may want to vent frustrations when you ask them the question, when working with an agent in the past, what areas were you most disappointed? They may not be asking you to address that at all. But they may just need to vent their frustration. Sometimes they want to offer their opinions. Now, they're not a licensed real estate agent, so we know their opinions about lowball prices and listing properties too high doesn't mean anything, right? Okay. Um, and then give them a chance to object to solutions. So, doesn't mean you have to agree with those, but when you allow people to do that and give them an opportunity, it opens the door for them to commit to working with you. And most importantly, it creates a no-pressure environment. They don't feel like they've been pressured by you to make a decision because they've gotten everything out that they wanted to discuss with you. So, what are the benefits of learning these closing styles? What do you all think are some of the benefits? Getting the business, getting commitment. Proves your confidence for asking for commitment. That's why most agents don't ask for the business or don't know when. is because they're not confident in their approach and they don't know how to ask with purpose. Because sometimes that seems... If you don't have a plan on what you're going to say, it may, it may come off as too hard of a close. So you've got to practice that and you've got to have purpose. And when you have confidence in that, you'll get commitment. And then you'll be able to create an environment where there's no pressure. Because everyone likes to buy and sell, they just don't feel like they're being sold to. People want to feel like they have a choice. They want to feel like they have a say in what's going on. Now, we're not selling cars that still can be very emotional, but you're helping people buy real estate. And for the large majority of them, it's the most expensive decision that they are making at the current time. And so you've got to give them an opportunity to share with you how they feel about things and their frustrations. So I'll leave you with this quote. Take advantage of every opportunity to practice your communication skills so that when the important occasions arise, you'll have the gift, 
the style, the sharpness, the clarity, and the emotions to affect other people. Because when you do that, people will be free and open to make decisions. And that's when you get commitment. And that's all we're asking our clients to do is to commit to working with us and to commit to following a plan. But you've got to learn the technique and take the time to help them open up and tell you what they really need so that you can assess how best to fulfill that need for them. And if you do that in the right way, where there's no pressure and they don't feel like they're being sold to, they will commit to you forever and tell people how easy it was to work with you. And you'll have more confidence in asking for the business and, and most importantly, knowing when to ask for the business. That's where a lot of agents fall short is they didn't, they didn't see the opportunity to ask for the business. So think about um, a lot of the, the phrases we covered today and when you're going through your listing presentation or your buyer presentation or showing buyer's property, what are the purposeful questions you want to ask when you're out with them to understand where they are in the process? Now, that will do wonders for your business. It will save you a lot of time and it will help your clients make a decision and, and be comfortable with the decision they made and not be second-guessing themselves because you've uncovered every objection. So they have no reason to change their mind. They're comfortable with the process. So I pulled this actually from um, a lot of this information from one of the leading RE courses in Access. Uh, it's a great presentation. It's about 25 minutes long. But it's got a lot of great examples in there. If you want to dig a little deeper into it, um, I'll send you that email link as well with the name of the course because it's got some great techniques that you can use for your business today. So I appreciate you all being here this morning with the inclement weather. Thank you all. <laughs>